All right. Hello, everybody. Uh, Hello. Welcome back to episode two of our podcast. Uh, did we figure out the name, Luigi? Uh, yes. Uh, I'm trying to... Th- how, would, how do we want to pronounce it? I mean, we, we, we texted about it, but how do we want to pronounce yeah. it? Um, tentative name, and this will probably be the name that shows up once we actually upload these first couple episodes. Uh, tentative title is Kanako Taku, and... Okay, because I've never known how to actually pronounce Kanak. Did you want to do it the Japanese way? <laughs> Kanaku Otaku. otaku. <laughs> oh, um, there they that's, go. That's our again. tentative name. Um, and I think it works. You put a nice Canadian spin to things. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. I agree there with you, bud. Yeah. I mean, I've even got my lumberjack flannel red and black checker, checkered shirt on right now. Oh really? I'm still. I'm, I actually don't. No. Oh, okay, because I was gonna say I'm still I, wearing my Dragon Ball is, T-shirt. Yeah, there's, there's, <laughs> there's nothing Canadian about my wardrobe. Uh, yeah, no, I'm wearing my Dragon Ball Z-shirt. That's my I pajamas maybe, right now. I, I, I think I have a pair of the Canadian mitts that they started selling at the 2010 Olympics, but I mean that's about it. Um, I but, have a Petro Canada toque that sort of has a maple leaf on it. <laughs> So for those of you who don't know what any of those are, Petro Canada is a Canadian gas station, <laughs> and a toque is a beanie. Yes, beanie. Yeah, uh, sorry. Yes. People, yeah, toque. actually, like people don't actually know what a toque is. If you really, leave. yeah, I've only like, ever on, heard like, toque. Honestly, yeah. I, I heard well, beanie I mean, later on when you know. I yeah, because like when when, when I, I didn't know what a beanie was, and so when people showed me a picture of a beanie. I saw that. And I was like, "Oh, that's just a toque." A toque, yeah. It's what a toque, bud. About, bud? <laughs> Fuck's wrong with you, bud. So, yeah. Um, I mean, toque itself. I'm pretty sure it's a Canadian term. Probably. I don't know. Yeah. I didn't know anything about a beanie until like, I think uh, watching H3 H3 on YouTube. That's yeah. I think that was probably it for me when Things it like started. That. So. But yeah. Um, yeah. We're already off topic, and yes, uh, one of the things that like <laughs> that we need to I know, that we really need to know, work like, on focus on is just staying on. Topic. Yeah, it's just it's it's focus really. Um, I mean that's part of the. Um, I don't. It's 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 really it's a like it's a skill to have. It is where a skill. you're able to talk about a certain topic. Keep and it not focused veer off of it and just not veer off yeah right because it's so easy just to start talking about something and then a buzzword shows up and then next thing you know you're two cities over from where you're like from where you originally were right yeah speaking um, of buzz um just or <laughs> no i'm joking uh are you high no uh, oh. i was i was joking around gonna try to segue into something else but i was gonna say that i was drinking some japanese bourbon bourbon earlier now you might be thinking bourbon that's not japanese but no this one's cool it isn't japanese though because bourbon bourbon has to be made in in kentucky yes you're right but this one is american style whiskey it is american style whiskey but it was a it's called legend and Hmm. it actually if i'm not wrong i think it was suntori uh, yeah. it, it's like a, a joint venture between two, uh, 
distilleries. So Suntory kind of helped with it. So technically, it's a bourbon, but it has a Japanese so touch to it. They, so. Although it, like, they developed it in Japanese using the techniques that you normally would make bourbon with. No, I think it, 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 I think it really is a bourbon, but then the Japanese yeah. helped make it in America. Okay. Well, cause like, well, the story behind, um, like the origins of Japanese whiskey, um, is that it's, it's technically scotch. Um, I don't know the exact details, but pretty much they, they took the, um, they took the techniques that, um, that distilleries like master distilleries were doing, um, back in Scotland uh, Scotland and the UK and um, they took those techniques they brought it back to Japan and then that's really what started the whole whiskey craze in Japan and like the whiskey craze in Japan was just a recent thing over the past I want to say decade um, oh really they're not that because they're not that yeah old. I mean like I like for example back in 2014 um 2014 ish um, like this was when I first started to actually see Japanese whiskey on the shelves at liquor stores in Calgary. And so, um, I mean, one that sort of got me into the, um, into the whole whiskey craze, whether it was just scotch or, you know, specifically Japanese whiskey. And so what eventually, what eventually happened was over time, um, Japanese whiskey just became inc- like more and more popular and this was back when Japan Japanese distilleries they weren't really making a lot of batches because um, there wasn't really the, dem- the demand for it yet. And so, what happened was since the demand rose significantly, and there was like not enough um, supply to keep up with it, the price of Japanese whiskey like skyrocketed so much. They're not cheap. They're not cheap. And like they're not cheap now, and no. now like you know they've actually um, they increased their production just to keep up with the demand, but it's still really expensive. But um, like back in 2014, I bought this really really good bottle of Japanese whiskey. I can't really remember. I can't remember what the name was. I should have kept the bottle. Um, should have kept the bottle. Or it the was name. Suntory Yama. I think I think it was Rika? a Yama. Yama's. I think it was a. Uh, t- it was Taketsuru. Um, oh, I haven't heard of that one. It was a Taketsuru, which was, uh, Taketsuru is a Nika. Um, it's a Nika whiskey. It was, uh, I think it was a 17. It was a, it was either pure or blended, but it was a, yeah, it was a 17 year old bottle of, uh, of Taketsuru, of Nika Taketsuru whiskey. Um, I bought a bottle. I bought it in Edmonton. So I I couldn't even I couldn't actually find this in Calgary. Um I was in Edmonton for uh the anime convention up there. And so um uh I was doing research just to see if there were any liquor stores that carried any. And yeah, sure enough they did. And so when I made my trip uh, up to Edmonton, which is about 3 hours north of Calgary, um I took a small detour and and bought a bottle, but I paid probably about 100 50 bucks for that bottle i want to oh, say it's not too bad I thought it was something, something in the like realms of 100 of 150 bucks okay um, that's really really good that bottle lasted me about two years i want to say um oh so you really touched it 
I I really touched it. I I had it. I had maybe one glass every now and then if I really wanted to. And um, you know, I was I was charitable, and so I gave some out to my friends every now and then. Um, right, 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 right. But I'm looking at prices right now for uh, Nika Takatsuru, seventeen year old. It was bl- it was a blended malt whiskey. Um, just on this first website that I have that lists the prices. The lowest price that I can find is 315 Canadian. Jesus. This yeah, no, I've even, never seen that and one. This, okay, and actually, this seller is in Italy. Oh. Closest one in Canada would be <laughs> in the US. Guess the price of this whiskey. 500. No. Actually, it's a little bit more than 500. 540. Oh, US or Canadian? Uh, Canadian. I think okay. They did the, okay. They did um, the conversion. Yeah. And so, I mean, the reason why the price is so high is because the barrels just run dry. Like, they're not making this whiskey anymore. Yeah, exactly. No, that makes and sense. And so it's That's just, why it's I've never rare. seen it. Which, you know, I, I feel like I feel like I wasted the whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> like, looking back, it's like, I could have kept this. And you would be sitting on a gold mine. It's just, you know, it's a, yeah, it's a, you know, let's say, realistically speaking, let's say a $400 gold mine. <laughs> Yeah, probably. Um, um, but no, I really, really enjoyed. I enjoyed the crap out of that whiskey. It was so good. Um, yeah, no, this bourbon's now, good. So it's, yeah, and Japanese whiskey now, I still enjoy it. The, oh yeah, there's something I have a, about. I have a bottle of a Nika, Nika. I think I have the yellow one, which is yeah, uh, the coffee malt. Um, the Nika does have a coffee. No, well, um, they have two. They have whiskey. one that's pink. I think yeah. that one's the coffee bean. Mm-hmm. it's a little bit cheaper that one goes for like 90 but mm-hmm. the coffee malt it's it's the yellow bottle i'm trying to like look at it from like across the room right now it's it's in my kitchen but that one's really good this i think this is like my third bottle of that one yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, i serve it to people every now and then and it, it's it, it goes for like 110 so it's not too bad yeah, yeah. they they have a uh actually i don't think they're affiliated anymore but there's another distillery that opened up that used to be affiliated with Nika, I believe. Mm-hmm. And they sell them in Calgary called Shinobu. Okay. Those are really nice. And they yeah. go for about 90 bucks. The, the single malt was 90 and that was like the more expensive one, I think. Yeah. Um, even so you're in the market. When, yeah, it was... Since I stopped drinking scotch, uh, I haven't really kept up with the whiskey scene. And so I don't really know what's out there now um, yeah and being but, alone in fort mcmurray has uh you know some effects uh, yeah <laughs> but yeah back in my <laughs> back at the height of my scotch drinking yeah i drank a lot i researched a lot and with whatever money i had at the time <laughs> yeah. i tried to buy the best possible um thing for the price so um but yeah i will forever remember that Nika Takatsuru 17-year-old um, bottle. Because, yeah, I will yeah. never, ever drink it again. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, it's just uh, it's just something romantic about it. <laughs> oh, that, yeah, I mean, it's just, it once was and it it never will be because never it doesn't exist be. anymore. Slash, I don't have 600 bucks. Just cherish the memories. Buy a bottle. <laughs> I will just cherish the memories of it. Um, all right, so episode two... Uh, episode two mild uh whiskey beginnings 
Yeah, I mean, that wasn't what we were going to talk about originally, no. but it's it, honestly like it's an interesting topic. It is a very um, interesting topic. I, I, I love that sometime. Uh, we can just expand on it now. Sure. Because, <laughs> yeah. um, well, here, the, uh, like the, 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 like the Japanese cocktail scene. Um, this is, I guess, not quite whiskey, but I guess whiskey is kind of involved because it's, it's alcohol. But um, like the Japanese cocktail scene is so, I don't even know how to describe it. It's so, it's so over the top, but at the same time, it's not, um, like it's not, there's a, there's a, there's an air of pretentiousness to it, but it's not like trying to be pretentious. You know how you'll go into um, like a hipster bar <laughs> or like, sure. or like a, like a speakeasy or like some cocktail lounge. And um, yeah, it's, it, it's a very hipster kind of place. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And like, I'm not, I'm not here to bash on them because I actually love these places. Um, I love the passion that they have for their work, but um, like a lot, a lot of the times, like when they do certain things, um, yeah, it's a very, I don't even know how to describe it, but it's, it's being complex for the for complexity's sake. Like they just want to be unique. They want to just make it fancy for to make it fancy. Just to make it fancy, right? Um, and yeah. so, yeah, I, and so you know, you'll you'll ha- you'll go into these places. You'll order an old fashioned, and you know they'll be preparing it properly, like the, as usual, right? And it, it they make really really good drinks, but. You know they'll they'll light up the orange and they'll they'll flick the orange peel so that it it gives off that small flame as yep. they yeah yeah. Um, yeah 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 and there there is um there is a purpose to that right because you can you slightly caramelize the um, orange oils and so it gives off a bit of a um, a really really nice aroma and taste right but and then you know there's the there's the flare aspect of it and I do understand that part of making cocktails is there's the visual aspect to it, but there's just something really, really refined about the way that Japanese cocktail bars work. I don't know if you've ever seen videos on YouTube about it. I have not. So So, I'm not too familiar. Yeah. So if you were to just YouTube Japanese bartender, Japanese cocktail or anything like that, you'll see these videos of a lot of these bartenders. They'll be wearing like tuxedos, white jacket with a bow tie um, a lot of them, most of them are wearing some sort of formal wear, whether it's a tuxedo, a suit, um, a shirt, tie, and vest, or something like that. And <laughs> the way already wear a three piece. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. Exactly. And so the, and like, I, I think part of it has to do with their, um, and the way that they prepare the cocktail, like every single movement is calculated it's yeah. there's a rhythm to it um and like as a musician like really really appreciate that because you can almost just see the movements happening one at a time in rhythm and so whether they're pouring right, the like- ingredients or they're reaching for their mixing spoon or they're even shaking it and there actually is a japanese method of cocktail shaking um huh. it's there's just this elegance and refinement to it it's almost like a japanese tea ceremony where um have you ever seen a japanese tea ceremony a little bit it's yes. it's like a it's a really really long process and a lot of it just has to do with um it's a ceremony it's a ritual 
And so yes. there's there's things involved with um, heating up your serving your serving cup, your mixing bowl. Um, I I don't know the full details of what the ritual um, what the ritual um, entails, but um, it's a very it's just a very um, refined type of uh, um, type of ceremony. Right, and, and there's so, like a tempo to it, right? Oh, there's, yeah, there's, there's, yeah, and um, and so when I'm when I'm watching these videos, it's just it's so oh, like there's just something about it where they're soothing. Um, it's soothing, and it's soothing. Yeah, it's like that's that's what I like. I would totally pay for that. Like if a cocktail's sixteen bucks or twenty bucks, part of that price is to actually watch them create it. It's a performance. It's a performance, right? It is a performance. It, 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 yeah, definitely. Like 100%, it's a performance. Um, and I always, since I, I, I do a lot of cocktail stuff myself, it's, I always, um, one thing I always say is that you drink with the eyes first and then with your, and then with your, um, and then with your mouth. And so it's all about everything that leads up to when you take your first sip of whatever it is that you're drinking. So, oh yeah, one hundred percent. But yeah, I love those videos. And like when I make cocktails, I base it off of that. Um, I don't have the elegance of someone that does it full time. But um, like for example, I love like I love stirring my drinks. Um, if I do shake, I try to try to i guess would probably be um the term but i try to shake it as nicely as possible <laughs> um and yeah it's just it's one of my favorite things to watch just because i get i just get tranced watching it um and people fall asleep to it like it's a huge asmr thing i was um, just about to mention some a lot yeah. of the videos are asmr yeah. compilations yeah. yeah it's an asmr <laughs> compilation because there's no music and literally it's just the sound of pouring liquid into a container um dropping ice cubes and they drop ice cubes one by one they don't just dunk oh yeah the, the, they dunk a no, scoop no, you gotta into savor a, it yeah and the other thing about their ice is that if you if you look if you watch a video and you look really really closely at the ice it's like crystal clear it's not um yeah the one that i just yeah, watched it's not ice was... that you grab from like an ice maker it's um it's like specialty ice that is frozen in a specific way to maintain the clarity um and the purity um yeah and they're like perfect cubes or it's perfect, perfect cubes too. yeah it's absolute it's absolutely insane and um yeah and yeah. part of that is they it's the um what's the word it's the it's the it's the purity and the quality of every single ingredient that goes into a cocktail. And actually, I will say that one of the most important ingredients in any cocktail is water. Um, and normally, if you're making like a cocktail, you'd be pouring in, you know, whiskey or gin and whatnot. And you know, water isn't on the ingredient list, but water is inherent in the ice that you put, whether you're stirring or shaking. And so. Um, in terms of the Japanese approach to cocktail making, they really want to respect that when you do add water, you need to make it really, really good water. And so that's why they use the really, really clear ice cubes. Also, it just looks really, really sick. 
Yes. I have to say. <laughs> it, 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 does, it does make the appearance way better. Yeah. Yeah. I was watching like a short documentary on uh, Japanese whiskey, going back to Japanese whiskey. Um, same thing with, actually, no, it wasn't whiskey. It was, it was sake. It was a Jap- it was a it was a documentary on um on sake. I saw this on an airplane when I was on a flight. And oh, yeah? yeah, and so, you know, 5 hour flight, nothing to do, and yeah, the this this Jap- this documentary on Japanese sake popped up. I was like, "You know what? This is a good time to watch it." Anyway, um this uh this sake um is it, it's not really it's not a distillery. The sake Oh, what's it called? Would you call it a winery? It's not really no, this, winery. Is it, is it, do they distill it? Because distills uh, is like spirit. Um, yeah. I mean, because sake is technically a rice wine, right? Brewery. No, distillery. Distillery? S- um, whatever. <laughs> the sake distillery or brewery or whatever the whatever the whatever the correct definition is. Um, I think it is this. I don't know. Um they were talking about the importance of water and right. Um, yeah. They were saying like our water is the purest water because it comes straight from the mountains of Japan. And like their, their town was located at, like at the base of a mountain. And they were like, you don't get water better than this. It's like, you know, there's a hint of, <coughs> you know, it's, it's to be, um, it's to be debated because you can actually, you know, measure right, yeah. water quality and whatnot. But <laughs> yeah, at the same time, like I appreciate the, well, um, I appreciate like, the, uh... the spirituality and the, um, and the meaning behind what it is that they're doing. Right. So right. it's almost and, like and the spirit is... of the mountain is in their sake. <laughs> yes. It, it's completely unrelated, but yeah. have you ever been to the glaciers over by, um, like in between Jasper and Banff? Uh, uh, are you talking about like the Columbia ice fields or? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. And you know how you can take like the big, like the huge ice, uh, whatever trekker truck yeah. thing. Um, sure. Yeah. You take the, it's like almost like a, um, it's, yeah, it's this massive it's like, it's like a transport bus, and it's transport, like, you're on the, yeah. it's like on this bus that has like giant, like armored transport type yes. wheels on it yeah <laughs> yes it's like this weird yeah that that thing um i remember when we were taking that and they were like oh you can drink the water that is uh flowing down yeah. from the ice fields because you yeah. know it's clear water it's yeah. the best water yeah. in the world like there's and- a little bit of truth to that there is a little bit of truth to that oh yeah um, i mean, I, mean I, I, I have done i have i have done a little bit of bio like bio bio, bio work on water quality uh, and in terms of water that is like up there in the mountains, it's actually fairly. I guess would would pure be the word, um, but it's it's yeah, it's pure. free of a lot of um, contaminants. Contaminants, right? Because it's nowhere near the city. Um, yes. So, but I mean, there is truth to it. But and it's not again, rainwater. It's uh, yeah. It's it's well, a block of ice that's been yeah. there for. <laughs> yeah, I think like honestly, I think it Who would be safe what, to long. drink. I'm not an expert, but. Oh, um, some people, no, they were, I mean, they yeah, were telling like you to do, drink it, right? Yeah. Right. People were drinking it. So, so yeah, no, it just reminded me of that, but yeah, I, I, I'm sure that all those things are to be debated, mm-hmm. but I believe it. it. And, you know, if they're taking water from a spring at the base of their mountain, that, that kind of gives that sake a little bit more mm-hmm. meaning, right? It's, it's, uh. 
sort of it, it it does become special to that location, right? So yeah, no, I I I, t- I totally agree. Might not have to do with the purity, but definitely yeah. with the uh, the meaning that it carries with it. So yeah. I appreciate that. Unfortunately, here in Fort McMurray, <laughs> I have not been able to find much sake. Yeah, you're uh, <laughs> you're, you're you're probably out of luck. <laughs> Every, I've tried yeah. two liquor stores by now, and yeah. uh, all I've seen is Gekeikan, which, I mean, I'm not complaining. Yeah, Still I mean, Gekeikan sake is your, like, honestly, for the price. It's the go-to. So in, in Canada, because the, the price of alcohol <laughs> is a lot more in Canada than it is in the U.S. just because of um, taxation Taxing, and yeah. import, import laws and import fees and, and whatnot. Um, but at the same time, a 750 bottle of Gekeikan sake is 14 bucks in Calgary. Um, yeah, it's about the same here. It's like 15. Oh, really? So, yeah, so yeah, yeah. If oh, you yeah. really, really want to get drunk, uh, like, I don't know With why sake. you would. Yeah, or no, just in general. Um, like, yeah. you could buy a crappy bottle of vodka or something like that. But honestly, like, Gekeikan like, on its own is all right. Gekeikan hot is the shit. Oh yeah, no, I've had it hot, and that's that's the way to have it. Yeah, I, yeah. I uh, shout out to Amazon for having like little sake sets for like twenty bucks that oh, you yeah. can actually I buy. I bought I bought a sake set. I do not know where it went. Oh really? It's somewhere. I I, I, I bought one and uh, I accidentally cracked like the main bottle. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, so it, pro- I, so I it probably wasn't that good quality one. to begin with. <laughs> no, but I so I bought a second one. So now I have like the main bottle, uh, one main bottle, and freaking eight little cups. Nice. <laughs> so all I'm you never need are eight friends, much. right? Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> wow, I need to invite seven people to my place to actually use my sake set. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, at least they have this the cake in here. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, I have another bottle. I had an, an, another bottle of another sake, but I cannot tell you the name because it was all in kanji. So, mm-hmm. should we just make it, this episode about? We should just make this episode about drinks because we're going to uh, talk about something else. But we can easily just make that into another episode. <laughs> we could record that after this. Yeah, we, or we could put it afterwards. <laughs> but like, because what I really want to get uh, like, there's actually another segue that i want to get into which is related (laughs) to which is related to alcohol um in a way right um because uh like one thing i've always um seen is just how how far the japanese take certain things um whether it's you know purely just to be over the top um or if there if a lot of it just has to do with the um i guess just the um like the work ethic and the and the strive for um like the strive for quality and and all that kind of stuff um there's the, there's a saying in in the music in the music world cuz i i i'm in the classical music um scene um is that whatever it is that you can do there is a 10-year-old chinese kid <laughs> that can do it way better than you right and i, I mean this I is evident sure by just going you just have to not. you just have to youtube like 10 year old violinist or or 10 year old chinese violinist or 10 year old <laughs> chinese pianist right and then they'll be playing just these crazy crazy concertos or solo pieces and yeah, it's, 
Okay, sure. I mean, you can even take it, you know, to a Japanese to a Japanese scene, and you have something like your Lion April, right? And yeah, um, yeah. I mean, there's truth, just truth to that. And like, I I don't like I don't like YouTubing like Japanese percussionists because the the Japanese percussion scene, especially marimba, because um, the Japanese actually were responsible for this huge um, growth in marimba uh, music. Um, and I, actually, it had to do with a Japanese composer, Keiko Abe, who was a um, percussionist and more specifically a marimbist. Um, but yeah, it's really, really hard to watch it because I'm 26 and there's people half my age that are doing <laughs> things that I can I cannot do and I don't think I'll ever be able to do. <laughs> so, hey, um, nothing is impossible. I know. But anyway, so I mean, whatever whatever it is that you can do, there's a ten year old Asian, let's say Asian kid. There's a ten year old Asian kid that can do it better than you. Um, one like one other saying that have that have also kind of created is that whatever it is, whatever hobby that you have, there is some Japanese person taking it to the nth degree with. <laughs> I believe it. Yeah, like co- like cocktails is one thing, and I love it. The other thing, like coffee, is another thing. I don't know if you ever looked up um, Japanese coffee. Uh, Japanese coffee culture. No, because no, that is another interesting. Interesting. Is it a thing whole to, other universe? Yeah, of its own. Like, I don't, okay, I don't know what it is because I I always talk about like I don't like being pretentious about stuff, even though like I'm super pretentious about doing stuff. Um, but I don't know. I I I'm admitting it. I'm I'm admitting it that I'm very hey, pretentious. embracing it is the first. I'm embracing step, it. I'm know? pretentious about stuff. I'm very snobby about stuff. Um, I'm I'm you know, snobby maybe, about stuff maybe too. like. I'll even err on the side of like gatekeeping uh, on certain yeah, things. Yeah, like, oh, there's yeah, a certain no, way of doing too. it. Don't do this, blah, 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 blah. Um, but I don't yeah. know what it is that maybe I'm like, I don't know if it's just bias, but like if I were to see, um, <laughs> like if I were to see like some dude in like a man bun and like <laughs> a beard wearing flannel doing something <laughs> and then like a Japanese dude in a tuxedo doing the exact same thing <laughs> like like i would like i would look at i would look at the the dude in a man bun and think oh that guy's just a pretentious piece of shit and then i'd see the <laughs> japanese guy and saying oh my god that's so elegant that's amazing <laughs> and so you know i will i will admit that like i have a bias <laughs> towards that that being said Okay. Japanese Japanese coffee culture is really really interesting. Um they there's like no automatic drip coffee nowhere. Like it's um yeah, it's is it all well, is it everything like uh you know it has to be something like a french press or Uh yeah, I mean french press is one of those things that they have. Over, um pour over like is really the main um the main um method oh, pour that over is I the see. main method. Okay. Um, the one that I see the most. Is there uh, no espresso? I actually don't know. Huh. Um, I actually don't know much about the the espresso scene. Um, Let me refresh my memory about Tokyo Ghoul because they had quite a yeah. bit of <laughs> yeah. <laughs> coffee. But, um, yeah, the there's a lot of it is um, yeah, it's pour over. Pour over. And okay. There's different methods of doing a pour over. Uh, there's different types of filters. There's different um, containers that you can use. Uh, so a couple of examples are the the Hario, which is um, uh, called the Hario V60. 
Um, yeah, I'm looking at it right now. What are the other types? That's the um, one that I've seen. Uh, if I'm wrong, that's the one that Starbucks uses. Cause I, I think so. I used to work at Starbucks, so yeah, yeah. yeah I, no, I can't yeah. remember. I can't remember the, the total, like all the names, but um, it depends. Well, this on is the... what Starbucks uses for sure. Yeah, or at least same shape. I'm assuming it's just talking about the shape. Does um, it have there's... to have the oh. little? Sorry. Does does it have to have the little spinny things in it? Uh, uh, what do you mean the spinny thing? I don't know how to describe it, man. Yeah. Um, I'm ESLing right now. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. There's anyway, like spinny things inside. Um, yeah, there's, there's, <laughs> but yeah, there's different. There's different types of drip. There's the Hario. There's the Chemex. Um, there's a bunch of other other types. Chemex and Hario, I think, are the two most commonly used ones. Um, how do you spell that other one? Uh, Chemex is C H E M E X. Hario is H A R I O. Um, I have a Hario at my at my house, and that's my oh, usual yeah, Chemex way. is way different. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah, because a har- uh, yeah, and these things are usually good for one serving, which is one why I do it in the morning because I usually just make coffee for myself. Um, right, and to, right, like, to yeah. brew a pot of coffee, it's it just it takes a lot of time. Um, yeah, I mean pour overs are easy. Plus pour over it does it does lead to a better tasting coffee i would say um because you, you can dial in um your amount the amount of water that you put in um the um the rate at which you pour water and depending yeah. on um depending on how much water you add at any given amount of time it changes how much flavor is extracted out of the coffee um or so how they much, say uh, how you pour your water are you <laughs> so they say right it? um <laughs> <laughs> so are you gonna make it are you gonna do it at a 20 degree angle 15 degree angle yeah yeah there's probably someone's someone that's taken it to that extreme <laughs> but yeah it's 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 really really cool and the same same thing as when i was talking about bar t- bartending um yeah there's a bit of a ritual um to it where the um the barista has just memorized and gotten used to the movements and so yeah everything is just done in a very just respectful way um and it's also crazy I mean, everything's to, about respect right so, yeah um i would say in general. It, yeah i mean the other thing is that um i guess there's you don't mind waiting for it um, no because it takes time right i mean a lot in a lot of bars and a lot of cafes it's just literally get drinks out as quickly as you can right um start so yeah, i like the <laughs> you're allowed to say that because you work there <laughs> i did work there was it hectic um, yeah it was probably the hectic, store that right? i worked that like, had mornings. a drive-thru right so the drive-thru oh, was unfortunately a lot of the time it didn't feel like it was so much about the quality but rather just get these drinks out there as fast as possible. Oh, it is definitely not about quality because I absolutely hate Starbucks coffee. <laughs> See, I, 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 I mean, I never did like the whole like latte art stuff. Yeah. I was never good at it, never yeah. practiced it. But no, but just I in terms of the taste of Starbucks coffee, with... like, did you like Starbucks, the taste of Starbucks coffee? I don't mind it. I still have you didn't it today, but I yeah. don't, like I, I have to have certain things. I be, That's one of yeah. the things that I'm kind of snobby with. Yeah. Mostly because I work there, so I know what to order, but... 
what kind of coffee do you normally drink? Actually, I, think I we have talked to about get espresso. Before. I can't. Yeah, I okay. can't do the the regular like uh, brewed coffee. Yeah. It has to be espresso. Yeah. And uh, normally, I'll go for something like a flat white or mm-hmm. a cappuccino. Uh, no flavoring, if possible. Yeah. The only times that I get kind of funky with my flavoring is during Christmas, but that's because there's eggnog and I'll get an Earl Grey tea latte with less water. Yeah. Uh, two pumps of vanilla syrup and extra eggnog. Uh, kids temperature preferably because the hot water is also going to even that out. And if possibly done with uncut eggnog because Starbucks cuts the eggnog with nonfat milk. Hmm. Yes. And Interesting. Yes. That is uh, my Christmas drink, a London Nog. A London Nog. Yes, because it's a London fog with eggnog, so it's a London Nog. I never thought... It's really good. I never thought those two would mix. Yeah, uh, honestly, I did it one Christmas. I know I'm not the one that, you know, started it, but one Christmas we weren't busy I was closing the store or something and I just made myself one and uh, fell in love and since then it's my Christmas drink either that or just a regular eggnog latte like mm-hmm. espresso and eggnog so one th- simple man an eggnog recipe that one person showed me and like this is actually a fairly common thing I didn't know about this but it's an eggnog fizz and what it is it's eggnog and ginger ale <laughs> okay okay you say that <laughs> Right, and like that was my reaction when I first heard it, and then I tried it, dude. But eggnog, what? It's, it's so freaking good, bud. Like, oh my god. No, I don't believe you. That's it, like it, no, no, like, like no. Okay, believe me. Like I, I was exactly in your position when I, no, when I, when I tried it. Um, yeah, I, I don't know, I don't know what it is, but it, like, it tastes like an ice cream float, something like that. Um, I'm not a huge fan of ice cream floats. Yeah, to be right, honest with well, you, I've been wrong too. Um. Um, but yeah, no, I don't think I'll like it. Yeah, eggnog it, it, for it's, me it's is sound, relatively it's sacred. Sounds, yeah, eggnog it's, goes. It just sounds either. weird, but I tried it and it was great. Um, no what, man, what eggnog did, has to be with rum. <laughs> <laughs> but like, what what did change? What did sort of um, one of the factors was that it was homemade eggnog. And I will say homemade eggnog is better than anything that you will ever get in a store. If it's done, oh, if yeah, it's no, done properly, that, homemade eggnog is so freaking good. I know. I need I need to get into doing my own yeah. my own eggnog. I wanna delve into that maybe next this next Christmas. Yeah. I'm a late I'm a little late for for that now. So yeah. but yeah, there's two types of coffee pour overs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, see, you know, it's funny. This whole episode, we were going to talk about some. We were going to talk about different. anime, but here we are. I, I, uh, yeah, I brought up the whiskey. You brought up the whiskey, and <laughs> we just. I guess. We just went I guess for we're it. talking about uh, Japanese drinks yeah. in general. I mean, drinks. Like, okay, one, you can't. Don't start talking to me about drinks because if you start talking to me about drinks, I will just start talking about drinks. Oh no! I mean, I can talk about drinks too. I. Yeah. Um, I, I keep looking over at my my stash over there, but. No, for coffee, I mean, lately, lately I just drink like, you know, regular brewed coffee that we have at work. Um, it is Starbucks, by the yeah. way. Luckily, it's free, so nice. But um, I should get like a French press for my apartment because I like French press. Yeah, French presses and are nice. I, I don't like the mess that's that my you have issue. to deal with because you got to All scoop the it grinds up. and yeah. What's yeah. easier, AeroPress. 
AeroPress. Yeah, AeroPress. It's another. It's another method of immersion um, coffee. Um, so immersion coffee is for those of you that aren't sort of into the coffee um, world. Coffee world. Uh, there's different methods of preparation of preparing coffee. Um, one is immersion, and immersion is where the coffee or the coffee is actually sitting in the water. Um, so this is like French press or AeroPress, where you literally just yeah you have the grounds in the, uh, submerged in the water, and then you have to kind of filter it out. So either through a French press where it kind of plunges all the coffee down to the ground, or um, AeroPress where you push the water through a filter, um, thereby separating the water and the coffee. Um, this is sort then, of like some loose leaf tea. Yeah, I mean, you can actually you can prepare tea in a French press, and it's it. I know that it has been done before. Um, well, I mean, my my iced tea is basically a French press. I have like a jug where I make yeah. iced tea from David's tea because I am bougie as hell with it when it comes to my <laughs> iced tea. Um, <laughs> mostly because they have a guava flavored iced tea. Shout out to yeah. David Steve for keeping it real with the guava. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, it's basically a, a French press. It's what it is. And mm-hmm. now I'm looking at this AeroPress and it reminds me of those, because um, you can like make the, I don't know how to explain it here. I'll, I'll send you a picture, but I'll try to explain it for the listeners. Mm-hmm. It's, I, it's like sorry, a loosely teeth, like little cup. But the moment that you put it on top of a cup, it opens up like a, the seal and it lets the water flow through. Interesting. Through a filter. So let me see if I can find that. But oh, yeah, take a look at an air press. Because the cool thing about an air press is that um, it's immersion. So it's similar to French press where really the, the quality of your coffee is dependent on um, the brew time. Um, no, and, and I'm looking at it and it reminds me of that to yeah. some extent. But the best thing is that cleanup is so easy because what you do is once you squeeze all the liquid out of the AeroPress, you're left with this tiny like puck of coffee at the end. And all you do is you remove the, 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 the cap that contains the filter and you literally just pop the filter or sorry, uh, you pop the grounds uh, into the garbage or the compost. Compost, yeah. Okay. And so instead of a French press, we have to like take a spoon and you have to scoop everything out. Um, you literally just pop all the grounds out and then rinse everything off afterwards. But it's an extremely easy way. And also it's a single serving too. So if you're just making yourself just a single cup, then yeah, that's all you need. Hmm. This isn't even about Japan anymore. <laughs> this is This is coffee preparation now. <laughs> I mean, you, you, we started talking, I started about, talking it, about it, how they make it in Japan. Anyway, yeah, okay, that's how they're making it. Going, <coughs> segueing, unless you want to, <laughs> unless you have anything else to add. Uh, no, not really. Um, <laughs> no, not really, not really. So, uh, so the other way um, of making coffee that I've seen um, through YouTube in videos. In Japan or? In Japan, actually, there is, there, <laughs> okay. the Japanese, they do have a method of doing it. I have experienced this once in Calgary, because there was a cafe that did this. Okay. So it's called Siphon Coffee. I don't know if, you're, if you've ever heard of Siphon Coffee. Is that the cafe or is that the... It's the, the style the, of making coffee. The style of... Uh, yeah. Like uh, like siphoning it out? Yeah. It's literally... Oh. Okay, so the, the, the 
the apparatus that they use to make it, it literally looks like a chemistry experiment. Um, Jeez, and it actually, it yeah, does, it does rely, it does rely here. on, it does rely on, uh, I guess what it'd be, it would be fluid dynamics and pressure and it would be, yeah, fluid and dynamics. in order to, um, in order to do that. Just so, from what I'm looking at. Yeah. You heat up the, yeah. so it, it uses vacuums as well as, um, uh, like yep. vapor pressure. Um, this is weird. I want one of these. Yeah. Sorry. My mechanical engineering is kicking in. Yeah. I did not do well with chemical engineering <laughs> so cool well this wouldn't be chemical this would be fluid yeah, dynamics. Like fluid dynamics see i, I see i'm so, so bad at it that I, don't even, I don't even know i can't i don't even know <laughs> what type it is yeah no you would have your yeah. pressure differentials i'll, uh, which I'll make, I'll make a i'll make a circuit diagram if there's any electricity involved. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so so pretty much what, what how how cycle <laughs> coffee works is that there's like there's like two chambers um i'm not explaining this to you luigi because you could probably explain this better than me um for any listeners, this is sort of how it works. But um, uh, there's two chambers. The first, and then one chamber is filled with water. When you heat the when you heat the chamber, um, the vapor pressure it forces the water up. Correct, <laughs> Luigi. It, it forces the water vapor. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, and then that's where the grounds are. And so the water is mixed with the grounds, and then. Um, I see this in action. And then the, the water drops back down um, due to a drop in pressure. And I guess gravity would also do something. Um, but any, yeah, in any case, take advantage of gravity. In any case, what, what this does is it produces probably the most, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like the lightest coffee I've ever had. Like it's extremely light. And, I think what they what they say is that it extracts the caffeine and the fruity flavors of the beans and it will it like it never tastes bitter like there's no bitter bitterness at all regardless of what coffee you use um, really so yeah I mean again like it's 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 a very specialty type of coffee and it's a very I don't want to use word, the word pretentious but there is a very um well, dude, it's a chemistry set. This yeah, is yeah, it's a chemistry set, right? And so, like, there is a very there's there's a there's a visual aspect to it. Again, you're um, using a flask. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, look up, look, like, Google siphon coffee, and you'll you'll see exactly what a. What oh, I'm watching I'm like this about, YouTube so. video that has like some very like sensual music to it, and is great. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's very interesting. Yeah, and so. Yeah, you can kind of imagine a Japanese barista just doing oh, something with it. it, right? Do you want to explain it oh. like in a better in a better way? So <laughs> no, yeah. So what happens is okay, <laughs> for so the layman. I, I didn't I, at first. I didn't understand what the process, like the the, yeah. the procedure was. But from what it, okay, so you pour water into the bottom flask, which is connected through a tube that goes all the way down to the bottom of this flask mm-hmm. to an upper chamber. Yeah. So it's two chambers, right? Yeah. Through this tube, there's kind of like a filter uh, for later in the process so that the coffee grinds don't go through it. Mm-hmm. But so you have your bottom flask and the upper chamber. So you heat up the bottom flask and the upper chamber, you leave it open. So the water will naturally, you know, it, it'll start boiling in this in this uh, 
in the bottom one, which will send all the water vapor to the top. But as it cools. And, but as it cools, it will, what's the word? Um, well, you know, turn back to liquid up, and, uh, up at the top chamber. Yeah. So the bottom chamber basically almost becomes empty just because it's so hot. Mm-hmm. And then the upper one becomes full with like the boiling. Uh, the, wa- the water and the grounds. The, exactly, the water. Yeah. And then you pour the grinds up to the, to the top one. And then you turn off the heat. And then it all starts to flow back down through that uh, tube connecting the two chambers where there's a filter. And that's how you get your coffee. Mm-hmm. So it literally is a chemistry experiment, yeah. which then, does use um, fluid dynamics. Which and that's is why I quit engineering. Cool. <laughs> this is very cool. So yeah, very. It's a very cool way of um, of making coffee. I want one. And does, it's really does expensive. Prime do it's really really expensive if you were to if you were to buy one. So is it? Damn. Oh yeah, it's really really expensive. <laughs> oh. Um, like my my engineering nerd just wants one now. Yep. Um siphon coffee maker. Hey, there's a cheap one for thirty six thirty seven dollars on Amazon Prime. Really? Yeah. The ones that I've seen, they were all the uh, from Super there, random. it goes to 72, 100, okay. 120. Here we go. Holy yeah, the, crap. There's yeah. one for 220. Those, this one legit looks like it's like, this those is steampunky. Were the, those were the prices that I was looking at. Yeah, this one's steampunky. Here, let me send it to you. Um, it's a, for the listeners, it's a Digo. Oh, the Digo. I'm Belgian? looking at it right now. Digo, a Belgian oh God, luxury yes. royal family balance siphon balance. coffee maker. Elegant double ridged fulcrum with T handle in Egyptian black and gold. Yes, it is. It. I know it says Egyptian black and gold, but I'm getting like steampunky vibes from this. Yeah. Except for like the Arabic writing on the handle over there. Oh, it's not <laughs> Arabic. It's just coffee made to look Arabic. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this looks very steampunky to me, but cool. Um, well, I'm not buying this one, that's for sure. Um, or any of them, really. I'm happy with my Nespresso. Mm-hmm. It's quick and easy before work, so that's fine. But, yeah. But I do like coffee, and I, I know... Uh, I, I know coffee's pretty big in Japan. I It's really big in Japan. And actually, coffee in Japan is stronger than coffee well, a lot of things everywhere in else. Japan are stronger and, and so than like when you have that anime trope where like a like a character can't drink coffee or they'll drink it and it's Black like holy coffee. shit, it's like freaking bitter, right? Um yeah. it's actually because coffee is really, really strong in Japan. Huh. So when I was watching Blend S just recently, <laughs> it's very accurate. I mean I don't th- I, I didn't mean, finish I, it like, by the way. Well I mean Blend S isn't really <laughs> I don't I wouldn't really call it a coffee anime. <laughs> Again, what, a ca- like a cafe cafe is the setting. It is not the it is not the genre. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely not a coffee anime. Is there enough, even any coffee animes? I, I wish. One. Um like really um all the stuff where I thought it was gonna be about coffee, it just turned into a cafe anime. Um, and kind of slice of life and cafe slice of life right there was um 
Honestly, what's the that, only one that comes to uh, mind. Uh, I already the, mentioned. The, what's the bunny one? Um, da, 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 da. Does the order come with a rabbit or something like that? Gochi oh, Usa? Is that the? I think that's the the nickname for it. The only one that comes to mind is Tokyo Ghoul. <laughs> yeah, is the order a rabbit? That's what it is. So, uh, is the order a rabbit? Uh, ver- you're very. It's it's your typical cute girls doing cute things. It's about ah, um, so. yeah. It's about a bunch what of girls studio? that work in a cafe. It is a uh, Sentai Filmworks. Oh, okay. So it's not your Dogokoba. I believe. Is it no, Sentai? no, sorry. That was that was a licensing. No, company. White Fox. It's White yeah, Fox. Sentai is uh, licensing. It's White Fox. Oh, they did Steins Gate, ReZero. Whoa, yeah. I can't give my a Kamega kill. Yeah. Goblin Slayer. Jesus. Hello. White Fox. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so that's one cafe one. Uh, the other cafe one that I saw has nothing to do with. I mean, it's 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 kind of in a cafe because that's where the character lives and works. But it's uh, Tadakun never falls in love. Uh, don't think I've seen it. Yeah, that is another really good show. Uh, another Doga. That's a Doga Kobo. Tada, that's a Doga Kobo. Wakoi Woshinai. Uh, hi. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> hi hi. Uh, Tadakun never falls in love. Yeah. That is interesting. Yeah, that um, seven point five eight. Not bad. That show, that show hurt a little bit to watch. Did it? Yeah. I mean, read the read the title. It's Tadaku never. Tada, yeah, Tada never falls. Well, in love. yes, yeah, he never falls uh, in love. So, so it's and you were like, you know just what that love means. her already. Yeah. <laughs> so hug the damn girl. <laughs> yeah that that show was. Uh, so is it was this a one roller coaster. Like taking, it was a roller coaster. Does it take like the whole like oblivious main character to like the extreme? No, he's not oblivious. He's 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 not he's not oblivious. He might be. He's a little oblivious at first, but it's not that he's oblivious. It's just that he's through through certain reasons in the show. Um, he's just a little emotionally. Um, what's the word he's just a little reserved um shut off kind of like closed he's not closed he's off. not closed because he has he has a, he has a lot no? of friends but it's just that there's a lot of uh there's a lot of trauma that he dealt with and it's kind of preventing him from fully being oh. able to um, so he takes to he's open very up wary yes um okay i see so interesting Maybe I'll watch it. Who it's, knows? It's a really, really good show. Um, that's a show that I My binged. Because is... yeah, it's only a 12 yeah. or 13 episode season. Um, yes. But I I watched it. I watched it over two days. Um, oh, yeah. That's an easily over. It that's, was... a, that's even like easily one day. Oh, you can thing, easily watch but... it in one day if you have a free day. Um, but that's what I mean. You need a free day. And I don't really get those anymore. Yeah. Rip. But no, interesting. No, I've never seen any shows with like a huge emphasis on actually making the coffee i wish i wish so badly there are some shows about bartending um you know th- this is how we'll get our <laughs> our previous our previous uh topic of cocktails and coffee back into um back into focus <laughs> yeah it's just <laughs> Yeah. yeah are there are so, there yeah. you know this actually this is a great way of doing it is you go you can talk about a topic and then yeah is there an anime that can actually um 
that actually deals with it. Um, I've watched two shows that have dealt with um, cocktails. One of them, it... <laughs> one of them isn't really about the cocktail making per se. They do actually give you the recipe for a cocktail every episode. Um, okay. But the concept of it was uh, actually really, really nice. Um, these episodes are only, um, they're only like three minutes long, I want to say. It's one of those types of animes. Oh, jeez. Um, okay. I might, be, I might be wrong. It's definitely no longer than, because some animes are like, so it's your typical anime is 24 minutes or something like that. Um, yes. Some are half, half as long, so they're 12 episodes or 12 minutes. Um, some are like eight minutes. Some are eight. Yeah, this is like three minutes. Interesting. And so you can you just watch this in an hour, and then um, what's it called? It's called "Love Is Like a Cocktail." Uh, do you have the Japanese name? I'm gonna butcher it, but uh, "Osake wa oh. fufu inatekara." You know, I asked you for it, and I had already clicked and checked, but. Thanks for saying it. Um. So the concept of this show is actually kind of cute um, in a way. And it makes me really, really jealous of married life because it's... Uh. Anyway, that is me. That's me venting. Um, but uh, so the, the, the main storyline for Love is Like a Cocktail is that there's this... Um, I guess the main character would kind of be the wife. Um, but the wife works in an office... And like the first episode kind of her, her personality, she's very, um, very stoic. She's very calm and cool and collected. And, um, you get this air that like she wouldn't drink alcohol cause you know, why would you, why would you mess with your, with your, with your head and all that kind of stuff? But apparently she's sin. But she really, really likes cocktails. <laughs> and so what happens is that when she drinks, when she drinks and gets drunk, this cute persona of her comes out. And so she com- she does a complete 180 from calm, <laughs> cool, and collected to just super, super cute and fluffy and really, really huh. clingy. And so um, her husband is a bartender. And so whenever she has a drink, she just gets so what would be the word playful very clingy very uh just like really really cute i would say um and so yeah i mean that's the show there's like nothing to it it's literally like i mean she's, yeah the episodes are like 3 minutes long yeah i mean like, how much plot there can you, much there's no to plot it. yeah like, like you cannot you can't, you can't fill you can't fill plot in 3 minutes Half of which well, is the opening was, and the closing. There was one show that was like three minute long episodes or so. Yeah. And it had some decent plot, but I don't remember mm-hmm. the name. But I will say. But anyway, keep going. I'll try to remember this. The one. husband of the show is like hus- husbando. Oh, yeah, like top <laughs> like tier. Top tier husbando. <laughs> like, you know, people will make like waifu lists and husbando <laughs> lists. And normally these lists are just like characters that, yeah, they, yeah, that yeah. they like. Generic characters, characters that yeah. they find attractive. From a very, like, you know, from a very um, practical sense, um, the husband of the show's the best husband I have ever seen in any show. <laughs> and, like, the husband, like, supports hmm. her work. 
you know, she or he, he like tells her she's doing a good job when she comes home stressed. <laughs> and then like he always makes a drink when, you know, she's overwhelmed. And it's just, oh, it's such a it's just a fuzzy, it's just a fuzzy feeling show. It's really, really cool. Um, yeah, that's one. Uh, and again, just you can watch it in an hour. And then, yeah. Um, and then you can learn because there's 12 or 13 episodes. Each episode has a cocktail. And so, yeah, you've got 12 and 13 cocktails in your bag that you can make at any given time. Should you have the ingredients? So. Hmm. I'll, I'll check it out because yeah. that sounds interesting. Second um, show. Unless, sorry, did you have something? I don't have a show, but I was just going to say that it mildly reminded me and I found it. It's uh, I can't understand what my husband is saying. Oh yeah, it's it's it kind of gives off those vibes, one, right? Because that that show is also really really short in length. Yeah, and but it's also it, it about had some plot to it, but like, and it's also just about the um, the relationship between um, the husband and the wife. Husband and wife. Yeah, yeah. I should rewatch that one too. But anyway, yes. Mention your second one. I don't second wanna... one is literally card called bartender. Bartender. It is literally called Bartender. Um, and it, this is not the song by T-Pain. Who's T-Pain? No, <laughs> no, this is not. Who is that? Um, uh, that was, yeah. Bartender. Bartender. Yeah. Oh, this is old. 2006. It's an cool, older cool, one. Cool, cool, cool. I really like it, though. It's really calming. You could watch this to fall asleep. Um, nothing really, nothing loud or, um, <laughs> actiony really, really happens. Um, so the, the premise of bartender is that there's this hidden lounge, um, in the streets of wherever, um, whatever, Ginza. wherever, the, uh, is it in Ginza? Uh, wherever the yeah, show takes Ginza. place. And in this bar, it's operated by a single bartender and, um, apparently, um, apparently he's he, he's just able to make these amazing cocktails, and so the show itself is it's it's um, the main premise of it is that he there are these every episode has this person that's going through some sort of issue in their life, so it it could be. Um, uh, like someone that works in an office that's overwhelmed. It could be like the manager of a large company that's trying to figure out how to continue with his business or something along the lines of that. And when they go to this, um, when they go to this bar to have a drink, um, they talk about their problems and the bartender kind of acts like a pseudo um, therapist and they start talking about their problems and and then the bartender just from reading their personality makes a drink that almost acts as the antidote to whatever problem it is that they have and so huh. there's this whole kind there like there's this like the the scene that always happens near the end of the near the end of the of the episode is where the person that's having a problem like they'll sip the drink and then they'll have the very typical eyes open up yeah the, the ba- <gasps> yeah i was like oh, oh the taste of this oh my god Nani? yeah right you know it feels <laughs> like it's, it's like that scene in ratatouille 
where the reviewer eats the ratatouille and then like his eyes open up and he thinks about his childhood when his mom used yes, to make yes, a ratatouille. Yes, yes, that yes. is literally what happens every <laughs> single episode of Bartender. <laughs> so like, they're having this issue. Actually, I think there was one episode where this person had some sort of family thing. And so, yeah, it's like, you know, it like, takes them back to when they got along with their parents or something like that. And then it's like, <gasps> oh, I never like realized drinks what I was missing, right? Make. And then, you know, after they leave the bar the next day, they they call up their parents or something like that. It's it's a very, um, it's, you you know what happens in the show. Um, someone has an issue the bartender gives them a drink and he fixes it. And so that's not really what you're there for. It really, a lot of it is just the, um, it's the atmosphere of the show. Um, oh, yeah. it's just, yeah, like it's it, it really, it was the atmosphere that, that got to me. Um, I used to watch an episode of bartender right before I fell asleep because it just calmed me down. It got me, it's just, yeah, it's really, really soothing. Uh, the music was really, really nice. Uh, there's a narrator that just has this super soothing voice. It's crazy. Um, well, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll check it out. Love is like a cocktail. it's not on Crunchyroll. And Bart- yeah, you're going to have to travel the high seas <coughs> to, to find them. Yeah. But I, is it on YouTube? Um, I already found it Bartender somewhere. Bartender. <laughs> yeah. The episodes are on YouTube. Um, Like legit? Legit. They are all on YouTube. Speaking of anime on YouTube, did you know... Oh, my God. I looked up Bartender and first thing, T-Pain. Um, <laughs> yeah, you have to look up Bartender anime. <laughs> anime, yeah. Um, yeah, no, they are on YouTube. Okay, I'll mm-hmm. I'll check them out for sure. Yeah. I also added them just to my bookmarks, but yes. Uh, fun fact, on YouTube, you can actually find uploaded by Funimation themselves. Yep. All the episodes to Initial D. Yep, and not just that, but Funimation does have a lot of shows on YouTube as well. Yeah, which is interesting because it's just free, which yep. is cool. Yeah, like like some of these shows they've had on YouTube for a really, really long time. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, it's really, really nice. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then like love is like a cocktail. Um, uh, that one's bartender does have like the the drink that the bartender serves. Um, the character that needs do help, they, they, give, they the give the recipe at the very end. Oh, cool. Okay. Um, nice. And like, like some of the some of the cocktails that he serves, um, I'm totally looking this up because I do not remember any of it. Um, yeah, some of the cocktails that they serve are really, really, uh, they're really, really common cocktails. Um, so one of them, for example, uh, one is the grasshopper, uh, a daiquiri. Uh, uh, what else is there? Rusty nail, um, gin and tonic. Um, so really, really common cocktails. So if you do want to learn cocktails and get your fix of anime at the same time, um, yeah, I would recommend it. No, I'll check it out because it sounds interesting. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'll get a cocktail that I enjoy Yeah, and it's easy to make at home. And yeah, I mean, if there's any other that I missed, um, yeah. I can't remember. I, I, I can't think of any that have to do with uh, cocktails or or coffee for the matter. But mm-hmm. I do wish there was uh, some more of that. Yeah. Like where they actually go into depth. 
Yes. Yeah. Because bartender they... does go a little bit into the depths of cocktail making. So they talk about a little bit about preparing it, um, why you do certain techniques or why you use certain um, ingredients. Certain ingredients. So um, whether or not that is actual practical advice or if it's just part of the narrative, um, who's to say? Um, yeah. Actually, a lot, a lot of stuff in, bar in bartending and coffee, it's, yeah, who's to say? <laughs> who's to say why you do it? Yeah. Right? Like, for example, like shaking, um, like shaking the... Um, the cocktail shaker because um, normally in a lot of North American bars or even just, just bars around the world, it's literally just shaking back and forth. Right. So there's just this lateral movement from side to side in. Yeah. But I saw on the YouTube videos that the Japanese it's do more different. A... And so what they do is there's a bit of a twist into it where they, yeah, they, they rotate, they rotate the, the, um, the shaker. So apparently it has to do so with they add a torque. Yeah, and so yeah, and so it's it's just adding different different types of movement. And what apparently it does is that it just it changes how the ice interacts with the liquid inside, right? A lateral movement is literally just move, moving back and forth from the bottom of the tin to the top of the tin, right? Adding yes. torque, adding the um axial the, 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 I was gonna axial sure. I was gonna moment. I was gonna say circular <laughs> for the layman. Well, it's 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 axial, right? Because it's yeah. through the axes of the cylinder. Right. So. <laughs> Can't wait till I can talk about music. <laughs> anyway, hey, I'll talk. About <laughs> anyway, the axial aspect of the cocktail shaker movement, um, yeah, it 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 rotates the ice inside the tin. Yeah, no, because I did see it. Yeah, and so um, apparently you don't get as much um, like ice shards. Because it's not actually rigorously moving back and forth and breaking, there's it's a little bit of a gentler type of um, motion. I believe it. There's because so, the, there has to be a significant impact. Yeah, and whenever I mean, they just yeah, shake it and back I think, and forth, yeah, right? And you it's can actually one end hitting the other. Yeah, end. and you can hear it. It's it's physics. <laughs> it is physics, but like the 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 swirling would definitely lessen that because. Yeah. It, it it almost to me makes it I can imagine that it provides uh you can provide the same amount of interaction with the ice with less um you know impact mm -hmm. at each end. Mm -hmm. You diminish your destructiveness. I don't know. I don't know how to call it. <laughs> anyway. Um, I mean, yeah. that, that's all I got. On, that's all I got on cocktails and coffee. I mean, we, we, got, we got an hour on this. We did get an hour yeah. on this. Um, no, but I think that, that that's that's a good place to end it because I mean, I don't have any recommendations. Yeah, and, like, and I don't want to start that. talking about something else because really, like, we'd only be talking about it for <laughs> whoever long until minutes. we've we've yes. reached our you know typical length that we'd probably want an episode to last. So. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, that's episode two of Kanakotaku. Thank you so much for joining us on tuning in. Yeah, whatever, whatever this was. <laughs> yeah, um, for, yeah. for just just to kind of give everyone a little insight, we were going to talk about our history with anime. Yeah, and then we talked about drinks. You had to bring up whiskey, <laughs> right? 
I had it's to like, bring, hey, I had yeah. some, and you know, it's like, I just uh, had to mention it. It was good. It's like the Manchurian Candidate, where you just <laughs> you give a buzzword, and suddenly my eyes just light up, and then. <laughs> well, no, that I'm. <laughs> I mean, just to make sure that you remember, you said, "Oh, we always have that one buzzword," and then it, I said, "Speaking of being buzzed." <laughs> So I completely did it on purpose. Did I yep. think we were gonna talk for an no, hour? Nope. No, <laughs> no. Nope. I'm secretly a sleeper agent, and yeah, you just uh, you activated the <laughs> you activated the hypnotic uh, <laughs> hypnotic trigger. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, you know, I had a whiskey the other day. <laughs> it's like whiskey. <laughs> Let me tell you about whiskey. whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, no assassination yeah. of. Um, High-ranking officials, though. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. Anyway, um, yeah. Well, well yeah, that's episode two. episode two. Episode three, I guess. I mean, we talked a little bit about. <laughs> Actually, okay, we did. I think. I think I did. A, I did a pretty good job <laughs> with tying it in. I talked a little bit about you know a passion of mine, um, but hey, I threw in the word Japan a couple times, and so I think that makes it relevant. <laughs> It was mostly Japanese. It was mostly I Japanese. We gave out a couple 80%. anime. I gave out a couple anime recommendations at the end, and so you gave recommendations. I, I, yeah. I would give. I would have given some, but I don't. I don't yeah. really have it's, any. Yeah, I, I uh, noteworthy. I completed. I completed the checklist as to whether or not it was actually Japanese related. So yes. Yeah. So we'll leave the the listeners with that. Yeah. Love is like a cocktail and bartender. All right. Well, thank you so much and for listening. Look into and siphoning. yeah, we will see you guys in the next episode. Yes. Peace.